to Murder Blows. It is Summer Break, Episode 3. Today, we're going to take you somewhere way more breaky, summer breaky than you would have ever thought. The ocean. But I'll get to that in just a second. First, let me tell you about our friends at Blink Slate Labs and Arcadian Grooming. They have a product to take care of basically every part of the outside of your body, not the inside. Violet, please stop eating the lip scrub. That's right, you can use the lip scrub to make your lips silky smooth and ready for matte lipstick wearing, which is one of my favorite activities. You don't want to apply a matte lipstick to a chapped lip because, well, it's bad. At Arcadian, you can get a chapstick as well, which you can apply after you scrub your lips and it's like a full circle. It's a circle of life. I won't sing. I did that last episode. And you can also get a freaking sweet matte pomade matte clay pomade for your hair so literally hair skin face body they want to take care of you you can and we want to take care of you too you can use code murderblows to get 15 percent off of any products at arcadiangrooming.com or blankslatelabs.com check them out on instagram also at arcadian official and at blankslatelabs thank you guys for always taking care of our bodies now this week's episode Take, we're taking you to the ocean. Uh, I always say this podcast is like zoo books for adults. I learn something new every time. And as someone who is an avid learner, that's something uh, super rare for me. <laughs> Normally, I know it all because I'm Spreadsheet Sasha. That's not true. I'm sorry. Check out this episode of Nature is Wild by our friends Janelle and Zeke to learn things like what animal is chock full of blood? What is the biggest animal that has ever roamed the earth? And what exactly will Zeke do to a Chipotle burrito? I'll let you guys find out. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back at a normally scheduled programming, you know, like September 8th. Thanks, and bye-bye. <laughs> And you are listening to Nature's Wild, a podcast about things in nature that make us go wow. And guess what we're covering today? Something a lot more positive than what we have been. Something that won't make you have nightmares. Yes! Um, I picked the topic, and it's oceanic mammals! Lots of fanfare and clapping, because Janelle picked a topic that's not scarring. Is so cute too. I'm so excited. I get to talk about. <laughs> I get to talk about the animal I relate to the most, and I'm really excited. I'm actually curious because I I I don't remember all the ones you chose. <laughs> I'm going to talk about manatees. Which are the animal I relate to the most, and I love them so, 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 so much. Aren't they called sea cows? Yes. <laughs> when I was a when I was a kid, I used to pretend to be an island when I would take a bath, and I had a a plastic cow, and all the animals that I had, all the toys, they were land animals. But I but I instead of like being like this is just a cow, I'd be like it's a sea cow, because I play with it in the bath. And then my mom explained to me that those that, that's already an animal. Aw, boo. Um, okay. Manatees. First of all, let me tell you why I love manatees so much. So, one of my great uncles worked at Moat Marine Laboratories. They're kind of like all over Florida. And one of the Moat Marines had manatees. And I got to feed them! That is so sick. Like, how old were you? Oh, I've been there, like, several times um, throughout the years. Uh, so you can see them in the tank, but we used to be able to go up to the top and feed them. And we fed them something called monkey biscuits. And they would just come up and they would eat them out of your hand. And their whiskers were scratchy and they were so sweet. What is a monkey biscuit? I don't know. <laughs> it's like... A brown hunk. It's almost like a big brown dog treat. I bet it's like freeze-dried 
fish guts or something. What do manatees eat? Are they vegetarian? I'm sure you're we're going to get that. into it. They are actually <laughs> vegetarians. So for those of you who don't don't know what a manatee is, which bless your heart, they're they're the best things ever. They're a large marine mammal with an egg shaped head, flippers, and a flat tail. They're gray in color with cute little kind eyes. Like their eyes just look so kind and so sweet. They are called the sea cow because of the low, their slow lumbering and docile nature. They're actually more related to elephants than to cows, and they can range from 8 to 13 feet in length and weigh anywhere from 440 to 1300 pounds. And they usually swim at about 5 miles per hour, which is really slow, but they can swim up to 15 miles per hour if needed. And they live in rivers and oceans off the coast of a continent, usually warmer waters, and they can easily move between fresh and saltwater ecosystems. They're very versatile. They are, and they're so sweet and cute. Okay, and so the reason I relate to them is because I love to swim, I love to be in the ocean, and I just imagine I'm just a fat little manatee who just loves to <laughs> eat and lays around, and I like to imagine I have kind eyes. <laughs> oh my god, Janelle. They, well, you know, they 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 were mistaken for mermaids, weren't they? Yes, they were. They were mistaken for mermaids. I talk about that. Um, oh, my God. Another story I have about them is I used to live in Key West, Florida, and they swam, like, in the oceans around there. And one time we were at a dock, and there were manatees, and if you stick a freshwater hose, they'll come and they'll drink out of the hose. They seem really used to people and kind of friendly is that something that's affected them badly well yeah i mean their biggest threat is um let me see where is that in my notes um manatees used to be endangered but in 2016 they were reclassified to threatens which a lot of conservationists were not happy about because that means less protections for manatees uh, the big threats are boats. They typically hang out in shallow water to eat seagrass, and because of this, they can't dive away from boats as easily. Um, but hopefully, you know, people are still educating boaters because it's important to have low speed zone limits in shallow areas and recognize manatee patterns when you're piloting a boat. Well, do you pilot a boat? Uh you sure do move a boat (laughs) captain a boat i guess (laughs) um but yeah so they are like people are the threat to manatees um there are three types of manatees there's the west indian manatee the west african manatee and the amazonian manatee the ones you see in florida are west indian they are herbivores or vegetarians and they eat mainly seagrass or freshwater vegetation when they're in rivers. They are basically the lawnmowers of the sea. They keep the seagrass short, which is important for the ecosystem. They also eat algae. Were you going to say something about them being lawnmowers? Oh, I was going to say they're the goats of the sea, because goats are the lawnmowers of the animal kingdom. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess they are. They're Okay, I think goats are really really cute too. So I don't want to say they're cuter than goats, but I'm going to be real here. I'm pretty biased cuz I love goats. I think they are the cutest little demonic creatures on this earth. And I just think goats are super cute. I love goats so much. Um but... I had a goat. <laughs> <gasps> you had a goat? Yeah, growing up I had a goat named Oreo. I'm so, so, so jealous. He was really sweet. Like, he he was a fainting goat, but he got so used to people that he wouldn't do the fainting thing anymore. You couldn't scare him. That sounds so sweet that he was just like, I love people. No more fainting for me. He was a good goat, but we're not talking about land goats. We're talking about sea goats. Yes. Um, but uh, manatees also eat algae. They eat up to a tenth of their weight every day. And to eat, they have what are called marching molars. And these teeth are constantly replaced because um, they eat such abrasive vegetation. They usually travel individually or in pairs. And if you see a group of manatees together, they're usually a mating horde. Or they're just a few manatees that happen to be enjoying the same water. So they're just like, hey, what's up? 
Do they fight a lot? Like when it comes to mating, do they uh, actually like clash over mates and stuff? I did not read anything about that. They're pretty docile. Um, the their mating pattern is a female cow is followed by a herd of bulls. Um, she's pregnant for twelve months. She gives birth to a calf and helps the calf up to the surface for air. And then in about an hour, the baby can swim on its own. In five years, the baby will be sexually mature and can leave its mommy. So I think it's interesting that they're, they have to keep their babies for so long. Yeah, I was going to say that's a pretty long... I don't know the name for that. I know like the gestation period is pretty long, 12 months. But that's pretty long to have a an offspring for in the animal kingdom. Yeah, yeah. And... I also thought it was interesting that they weren't born knowing how to swim. That is a little weird because humans, they have um, water births, and people say that baby humans can swim when they're born. That sounds creepy. I mean, you don't want to watch videos of, like, water births because the baby's, like, swimming. It's a little weird, but that's what I want to watch heard. a baby swimming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's what I've heard. Don't quote me on that because I haven't looked much into human births. It's not something that super interests me. Okay, let's move on from birthing. <laughs> we can't move on. I have plenty of birthing that I talk about. Oh my gosh. Um,. Though their kind eyes are small, they actually have really good eyesight. They have a special membrane that can be drawn across the eye for protection. Um, they also have really good hearing. They don't have ears, but they have large inner ear bones. So I guess they're pretty good on the senses. Um, they can also hold their breath for up to 20 minutes but they typically come up for air every two to five minutes when they come up for air they fill their lungs with about 90 percent of air in comparison humans can only fill their lungs with 10 percent i guess that makes sense for the fact that they're going to be under the water for an extended period of time yeah i mean yeah i mean evolution man um so going into the many sightings of mermaids were actually manatees. Christopher Columbus wrote that mermaids were not as pretty as legend because he had spotted manatees and not actual mermaids. So he, you know, thought mermaids were ugly. He was like, what's that fat gray thing on that rock over there? Well, I think manatees are really cute. They are. But imagine you're like an old man that's been told that there's pretty ladies with their titties out all in the water. And then you just see like a gray fat lump with really sweet eyes. Yeah. I mean, they probably look like, look like mermaids because of their tail. Their tail is really long and flat. Don't like they a have mermaid knees? Tail. I've seen pictures of them where they're like underwater and they have like knees. Manatees do not have knees. I don't know. Is that a porpoise I saw a picture of? Google manatee knees. They don't have knees. <laughs> then what? What is that picture? Was it a porpoise? Beluga? Something had knees. I'm gonna beluga. Beluga. Beluga knees. Beluga knees. Oh, it was belugas. Belugas have knees. We don't talk about belugas because I don't super care about them. But they have knees, guys. Listeners, belugas have what? knees. What? Yeah, look it up. They have beluga knees. Beluga whales. Look at beluga knees. Look up knees. Ooh, I hate it. Why is one of these search results beluga whale buff? <laughs> no, no. Beluga whale ripped. And then beluga whale... What? Where are you seeing this? You know how, like, when Google Not Sponsored has, um... <laughs> word, um... Word suggestions when you search something, and it's like, um, mermaid, beluga whale, mistaken, swimming, ripped, underwater buff male, beluga whale ripped. I'm curious. Oh my god, please look, please look up beluga whale ripped. 
Okay, but before I do that, I just want to ask what you've been Googling because mine's like skeleton, drawing, finding Dory, anatomy, facts, cartoons. Like, and mine says nothing about being ripped. Mine says buff in, in <laughs> beluga whale males apparently flex their abs. Oh my god, I hate it. Beluga yeah. whales are terrifying looking, actually. Neither of us go over beluga whales, but it they are really scary. Like their eyes terrifying. are small but not kind like a manatee. They look soulless. Oh my god. So let's get back to creatures with kind eyes. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to creatures that way I won't have nightmares about. Uh, they have smooth brains, and they are very small brains compared to their body mass. They may not be as smart as dolphins, but they can differentiate colors, perform tasks, and are very sensitive to touch. Another interesting thing about them is they only have six vertebrae compared to most mammals. Scientists believe that this is due to their low metabolism. I don't know why low metabolism would equal less vertebrae, but there they are. So for manatees, the last time we went to Moat Marine Laboratory, my sister and I got matching manatee stuffed animals, and this was over Thanksgiving, and we would cuddle with them, and as soon as we cuddled with them, within five minutes, we would fall asleep, including my fiancé. Like, you would lay on them, and you would instantly fall asleep. So we named them, um, mine is named Lunesta. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can't remember what my sister's is, but hers is another sleep aid medication. I was going to be like, oh, name it Somnus, the Roman god of sleep. <laughs> no, you're like, this is Ambien. Oh, that's exactly what hers was named. It was Ambien. Also not sponsored. <laughs> Imagine yeah. if Ambien did sponsor us, though. Oh, my God. But those are all of my facts about manatees. I feel like I sped through them just because I love manatees so much, and I was so excited to talk about them. It's fine. I've got quite a lot of stuff on my next creature, which is one that um, Janelle did not want to do. Uh, she said that they were evil. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I'm actually pretty fond of dolphins myself, though. <laughs> oh, dolphins are scary! Listen, I don't talk about any of the scary parts of them. I talk about all the good and positives. I'm here to spread the dolphin propaganda. Okay, I'm glad. I just didn't really want to talk about any of the weird stuff, which which our, our lovely listeners can look up. Dolphin weird behaviors if you really want to know but so you had your stories about manatees and feeding them i haven't seen captive dolphins i i I don't really go for like a lot of the captive um sea mammals like dolphins and whales and things like that i think it's i'm not i'm not for it um however i have seen them in the wild before which i think is cooler than seeing them like seeing dolphins captive. I've seen dolphins. I took a trip to Buford, South Carolina years ago, and I saw some wild ones off of a pier while um, I was, I wasn't fishing, but the people I was with were, and it was really cool because you could see them like coming out of the water and like in little, their little pods, like circling the pier. And you could see like they had a baby one with them and it was really neat. Um, Just really cool to see something like that in the wild. Yeah, I've seen them a few times in Florida, too. I like them when they're off in the distance. I think if a pod of dolphins came near me, though, I'd be terrified. I mean, if you're on the pier, what are they going to do? Just be- breach themselves onto the onto the pier to get to you? Oh, I meant when I'm in the water, like on the beach yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I don't want that either. I don't want anything touching me when I'm in the water. I don't even like the I don't like ocean because I don't like the thought of anything touching me under the water. Oh, I just love the ocean. I just want dolphins to stay far away. From, no, not too far away from me because I like to see them. I just no, don't come near me, dolphins. <laughs> oh my goodness. But as as you can tell, Janelle has a deep hatred of dolphins. I actually really like them. Um, 
of course, being a mammal, dolphins, they give live birth and breathe air through their little blowholes. Though they have evolved to spend most of their time in the water, there are 49 dolphin and porpoise species worldwide. The most iconic is arguably the bottlenose dolphin. They're the worst (laughs) ones! They they are the um, most well-known, though. I mean, they're highly intelligent, and they travel in pods, you know. They, like our earlier subject, our very first episode, bats, bottlenose dolphins track their prey through the use of echolocations. Um, Of course, this is how the sound is different than bats. Compare that to the bat from the first episode. It is definitely very different. And these sounds, of course, travel underwater until they encounter the objects and they bounce back to their dolphin cinders, revealing the location, size, and shape of their target. Pretty basic if you've watched our, or if you've listened to our bat episode. Though you could argue that the iconic title actually belongs to the orca. Despite its nickname, killer whale the orca is not a whale and is not is known for killing and is it's not they haven't commonly killed anything but prey honestly um don't they do that thing where they'll sometimes kill baby whales and only eat like the fleshy like parts of its face and then leave it like they basically kill baby whales for fun um yeah, but they don't kill people that often, <laughs> is what I meant. They, they they are very intelligent, and they have been known to pick and choose prey like that, um, to only eat parts of it, because it's nutritionally, it's there's nutri- a tr- nutritional advantage to it. It's not them just being spiteful, it's them being like, the face has good bits on it. Yeah, and I guess, I guess a fair statement would be that it's important that they do things like this because then the carcass of the whale can sink down and, you know, scavengers can eat off of it. So I guess it's important for, you know, the circle of life or whatever, but it just seems so cruel. And they, they are very high, highly intelligent and they can communicate like dolphins. Um, They have been observed coordinating hunting strategies, like on the fly. They, can change their tactics at the drop of a hat and they are vicious and have a very practiced way that they hunt compared and it's been compared to like wolf packs by how coordinated it is so the wolves of the ocean yeah and they actually pass survival knowledge down the generations by teaching it to them um and they even have distinct accents depending on their region that's a uh, that's actually been something that a lot of people that are against SeaWorld have talked about the fact that SeaWorld takes different orcas from different places and the orcas have trouble communicating with each other because they don't basically basically they have a hard time in understanding one another I did not know that yeah I mean are it's you really serious so is there like like southern orcas like like howdy y'all yeah, there's, like, southern and northern ones, different pods in different areas. They all have, like, different accents and different languages. New Jersey? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. know. <laughs> a good Jersey accent. I'm not I a Jersey know. Shore orca. <laughs> well, can, you, can, you, can you repeat that accent, Janelle? I didn't quite catch it. I'm sorry. I'm an orca from Jersey. <laughs> I hope. Okay, I'm so sorry if any of our listeners are from New Jersey. I'm so sorry if I butchered that. I don't that. think that was a Jersey accent is a thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even think that was an actual Jersey accent or even close. So I don't think they could be offended because it doesn't sound anything like a Jersey accent. I'm still apologizing. I can do a really good Southern one, but I am from the South. That's just accentuating the way you talk. Yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't actually do well in captivity. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to get political here, so I don't have any angry SeaWorld fans in our inbox. Orcas have been, but the fact is, orcas have been evolved to swim up to 40 miles a day and dive 100 to 500 feet under the water. 
born in captivity or not, this is what they were evolved to do. There is no cost-efficient way to keep them in an environment that is close to their natural one, period. It's not even – I'm not going to argue that anything. It's just – it's it's taking an animal that is massive and is supposed to travel great distances and putting it in a swimming. It's it's – they don't do well in captivity because of that. They develop repetitive patterns of activity that have no function – when they're kept in, in in captivity. And this happens with other animals, but they develop these repetitive patterns of action. And it, it's like self-mutilation, rocking, swaying, pacing, just repetitive motion. And these are related to stress, and they happen a lot in captivity. So it's like a person doing it's, – it's like a mental thing. It's They get so bored and so stressed out that they start doing stuff like that. Oh, that's so sad. It, it, it is really sad, and um, I wish more zookeepers would try to do enrichment, which enrichment is the way of keeping captive animals happy, like you need to do it with your cats and your dogs and any other animals that may be in captivity. But I'm sorry, I'm going to stop now. I just really like orcas, and I, I have a lot of feelings about orcas and about their treatment. But that's all I've got. <laughs> I don't need to get any other into any other things. but. How I actually have some stuff on my favorite kind of dolphin. Um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a pop quiz, Janelle. Ooh, what do I get? Um, you get the pleasure of hearing about the most adorable creature in South America. So, what is long, pink, and looks like a naked? Is it the dolphin that lives in the? Rainforest. I guess I gave you too many hints. It is the Amazon River Dolphin. I mean, I knew they were long and pink. Are you going to talk about the legends surrounding them? I am. This is actually the last dolphin I actually was going to talk about, which technically orcas fell under dolphins. They're big dolphins, basically. Um, I don't know if I included that, but they're big dolphins. But... They are so cute, Amazon River Dolphins are. They are pink and gray and shaped very differently from their marine, from their saltwater cousins. They live in small pods compared to their bo- to the bottlenose dolphin. We have about three or four at the most. Um, they like to keep to themselves, but about 30 have been observed eating in one area together. This is very rare, though. And they actually have quite playful personalities they have been seen going up to canoes and grabbing a hold of fishermen paddles with their little beaks and making off with it so they steal things from people which the fishermen are are, don't enjoy that obviously they also throw sticks and weeds and pull grass up underwater and turtles they like will roll turtles and snakes and fish around Sound like little playful guys. Yeah, they're very play- playful. They have just as much intelligence as their um, saltwater cousins, though. Are they're well? They're less less known. They they are currently um, there's not many of them left due to habitat destruction and things happening down in the Amazon, unfortunately. But in the native culture, the Amazon River dolphins are shapeshifters. They appear as handsome, hat-wearing men and seduce women. And then, before the morning, they return to the river. And they 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 wear the hat to cover their little blowholes. <gasps> that is so cute! I mean, I knew that the legend was that they seduced women, but I did not know they wore little hats. The source that I re- that I saw that I read said they wore white hats specifically. I've been listening to a ton of true crime podcasts lately, but you know, there's just not enough conspiracy theories in it. What about international crime? But what about the psychological aspect? I mean, what were they thinking? Yeah, but who's talking about cults and even paranormal stuff? Hey, wait, that's us. It's Murder Buzz. We're a podcast of four friends talking about the things we love the most. Join us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, anywhere that you get your podcasts every Monday morning. And if you haven't gotten enough of us yet... We are on Twitter at MurderBlows and Instagram at MurderBlowsCast. So come on, come hang out with us or listen to us every Monday. Thanks so much. Bye.
let's talk about seals and sea lions. So this was interesting. So I knew seals and sea lions were different, but I didn't know sea lions still fell under a type of seal. So there are technically two types of seals. There are eared seals and seals without ears. Um, and we're going to talk about eared seals first, which are sea lions. They have ears. They use all four, flip, all four flippers to walk on land and use their front flippers to swim. I think they look like cute little doggies. They are the dogs of the ocean. They really Seals are. Seals and sea lions are. Yeah, I mean, they, they look like puppies, and they act like puppies, too. They're actually pretty friendly out in the wild, which is weird. Yes. There are seven species of sea lions, and they are what are called pinnipeds, which I thought was a cute word. Um, sea lions eat fish, octopus, and squids. They have sharp teeth to catch and tear their food, but they actually just swallow their food whole. They do not chew. So they're just like... Blah, blah, blah. They're like me with a chipotle burrito. Also not sponsored. <laughs> I'm deep throating that bitch. Oh my god, but like, why don't you chew your Chipotle burrito and enjoy its delicious flavor? Because I'm excited to get it in my face. <laughs> you ever been like so hungry and like so into eating something that you eat it and you don't even taste it because you're just, it's gone? Yes, I have totally been there before. <laughs> Sea lions can swim up to 25 miles per hour, but they mostly swim around 800. Um, female sea lions are, on average, 200 to 400 pounds, while males can get up to 800 pounds. So they can get to be pretty big boys. They live... Oh, I thought sea lions were little things. What am I... What? I thought they were, like, little things. Are they... Are they bigger than what I think? I think... I think they are. I mean, 800 pounds. Males can get up to 800 pounds. Um, they live almost everywhere, uh, but surprisingly, they don't live in the North Atlantic Ocean, which scientists have no idea why, since the temperatures are fine for sea lions, so they just don't live there, and scientists have no clue why. They have a good sense of smell above water, and can even smell under the water. They can both see, they can see well both above and below the water, um, but scientists believe they may not see color. They are like a cat in that they have that cool membrane in the back of their eye called the tepiton lucidum to aid in night vision. And sea lions' eyes glow at night just like a cat's. However, they have a limited taste like most marine animals. Maybe that's why they don't chew their food because they can't really taste it so they don't mind just like blah, blah, blah. Um, they can hold their breath up to 20 minutes. Unlike dolphins, though, they exhale before breathing, and they can dive between 400 and 900 feet underwater because they have a high tolerance to carbon dioxide. That's crazy. Are they fast? I mean, 25 miles per hour is pretty fast. I mean, to think about it, let's see how fast Michael Phelps swims. Wasn't it like... I don't know. Oh, wait, Michael Phelps was a water man. I thought we were talking about Usain Bolt. No, Michael Phelps' top speed is six miles per hour. Yeah, that's like, that's even slower than the speed limit you have to go in my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, one thing that I thought was very interesting about sea lions is they have age-related health issues, such as epilepsy and cancer. Are you serious? That's, like, awful. Um, I didn't read too much more on that but they're very social animals and they communicate a lot and scientists are still a little unsure about what some of the sounds mean they travel in large colonies with subgroups and they will even move from subgroup to subgroup throughout their lives kind of like clicks so my headcanon <laughs> for sea lions are there's the goth sea lions, there's the jock sea lions, there are the skateboarder sea lions, and then I like to imagine they did what I did in high school, where I was like a goth, but then I was like, you know what, I want to be a skater chick. And then I went... <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to like shame you for using the term headcanon for an animal. <laughs> But I think imagining you on a skateboard is shame enough. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't skateboard, but I wanted to be like a cool skateboarder and I wasn't. 
I could see you wearing like a snapback and skinny jeans and like a hoodie and like one of those cat shirts from Rip and Dip. Oh no, I wore like Hot Topic and PacSun like it was nobody's business. Oh shit, yeah, this was like in 2010, 2009, right? No, I was in high school. I graduated in 08. I keep forgetting that we have an age difference that's that large. Yeah. It's pretty big when you're that age, but it's not that big now. Yeah, so this was back in like 2004, 2005. You were like a teenager in like the the peak like early 2000s time. Did you dress like a Bratz doll? No. No, no, no. My high school days were pretty much I was a skater chick goth chick thing and then I joined the swim team so I became a little bit more of a jock I guess but (laughs) I just I wanted to be a skater chick so bad well now that you've told me this about you you are required to show me pictures next time we meet up oh I can find oh gosh were you old enough to have the the little plastic rubbery bracelets do you mean the ones that were like animal shapes? No, they were just different colors. Oh, the jelly ones. Yeah, yeah. I had some of those when I was like in like 08 when I was 13. Yeah, they were really, really popular and I had a bunch of them. And yeah. Yeah, I was a little goth kid in, in that around that time and I wore like a big hoodies and like had my hair like cut. It was like dyed black and had big thick rim glasses so and I was obsessed with My Chemical Romance. So I, I wore I wore jelly bracelets. I was in with the emo scene times. I still kind of am into it. Sea lions are pretty smart. I watched a video about a sea lion identifying numbers and letters. So I'm going to try to wade through this from my understanding because it was still pretty scientific. So the sea lion was shown a number and a letter, or or a letter with a symbol, at the same time, and she was able to identify identify which ones were letters even with a symbol so if it was like an h with a dot above it she was still able to categorize that that was a letter that's crazy that's like gorilla doing sign language like level yeah because it proves that the sea line wasn't just memorizing letters and numbers it proves that the sea line could problem solve and use logic to relate letters to each other. That's amazing. That's, like, really cool. I I, I do still want to do an episode on animal intelligence, though. I would love that. It was just really cool. Like, they were... The scientists who were doing, like, experiments on her were were just really impressed with her logic and problem-solving skills. Um, So she just knew the difference between a letter and a number, even if the letter was not like just a plain h which was cool and she recognized capital letters and lowercase letters and it was really neat um and then they have natural predators such as sharks and orcas but going back to humans their biggest threat is sea pollution marine debris and competition for habitat i mean that makes sense unfortunately that seems to be a theme with a lot of the bigger um, brain mammals that we talked about today. Doesn't it make you sad that so far the animals we've talked about, it's been like, yay, these animals, but they're endangered because humans. I just feel like humans need to learn to share the planet. So, you know, sea lions seem really... They're, they got whiskers, don't they? They do have little whiskers. That's really cute. Have you Have you ever read Moby Dick? No, I thought it was so boring. I really tried, though. Yeah, I didn't read it either. And I've never had the desire to. We never read it in school, and my English teacher actually hated it. So we just watched the movie instead, which was still boring. But going off of that, I did watch a Ruining History episode about the actual um, historical event that inspired the book Moby Dick. There was an actual historical event behind it. Hell yeah! Okay, I lo- this is actually I I'm super. There was an actual whale that went ham on a whaling ship, and 
the whaling ship was the Essex. I believe it was a sperm whale that took down that um, took it down, and I kind of just feel like it was fair play. I did not realize that was based off a true story at all. I mean, there's it's dramatized, um, but yeah, he based it off of the account from the captain of the Essex, and the captain of the Essex actually went on after he had to eat his cousin. <laughs> And stuff like that. Like they had like they resorted to cannibalism because after the boat was destroyed, they like they were on lifeboats and they just kind of floated in the ocean for a while. One hat one part of them they landed on an island, the other part were rescued, and the other part just that the captain was on ended up eating a boy to stay alive. But uh, the ones that were remaining were rescued and it was a Did mess. Did you say the- somebody had to eat a boy? Yeah, the captain ate his cousin. Okay. They drew straws and the the cousin lost. And they ate him. So. (laughs) I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's pretty bad. That captain actually ended up not, he, he captained one more ship, but that ship ended up getting destroyed on a reef. And after that, everybody thought he was cursed. So he never, set foot in the ocean again and ended up being a town watchman for the rest of his life. I mean, he ate his cousin. He did, and he also, like, a lot of people died. Like, but it was a sperm whale that did it, which, though things could have been a little bit messier if it had been, like, a blue whale. Blue whales are actually the largest animal to have ever lived on the Earth. Dinosaurs... They don't have anything on this big boy. The tongue alone of a blue whale can weigh as much as an elephant. Wait, I thought there were bigger ocean animals back in the prehistoric times. That's what I read, that the blue whale is the biggest. That's a, I, I did double check that, like the, the sources, because I thought that was a little weird too. But multiple sources from what I said, and I will name those sources. I'll name and shame if yeah. they're wrong at the end. I just looked it up. National Geographic says so. Yeah. It was like, I got that off of other sites too, like, and other like .edu and .org places. So it's, it was actual, like, it, it's the biggest animal to have ever lived on the earth, which is crazy because, you know, there was those big, big sharks. Damn. Okay. I did not know that. Okay. So the biggest animal to ever live the earth is still roaming our oceans. Continue. Well, despite their size, they actually just feed on tiny shrimp called krill that they filter through long bristles in their mouths. Um, Blue whales, they are massive. They have very few predators but are known to fall victim to attacks by sharks and orcas. And many are injured or die each year from impacts with large ships. They form close attachments with the members of their small groups. Now they are considered endangered due to whaling. They are only about 10,000 to 25,000 blue whales left in the wild. And of course, like dolphins and um, like dolphins and orcas, whales vocalize to communicate. Beluga whales, oh my god, I do talk about belugas. They are called the canaries of the sea because their sounds are like birds. They also have knees and abs and are absolutely terrifying. They really are. I don't know what I find more terrifying now, belugas or dolphins. Well, belugas, like, don't have the behavior issues of dolphins, so dolphins would probably be there. Okay. Now, we talked about the sinking of the Essex earlier. Sperm whales, the kind of whale that sunk the Essex, make the loudest sounds and are louder than a jet plane. They can be heard hundreds of miles away. So when the boat, when the ship was attacked by that whale... It, it was a, a loud affair, more than likely. The they are accounts that they were written in like journals, and it mentions that it was that pe- that they were absolutely terrified. I would be and, terrified too. Whales, I mean, whales are so cool. I just think I'd be terrified. Some, one of them would tip my boat or something. Yeah, whales are pretty scary, but just because of their size and the fact that they wouldn't necessarily know that they're hurting you, because you would just be like a little blip on their radar. Yep. And of course, like, male humpback whales actually sing the most complex song. Um, 
there's different sequences. Um, the songs have the largest range of frequencies used by whales, and only the males have been recorded singing. Specifically, they sing the complex songs in warm waters. It's been theorized for mating purposes. And in colder waters, they make rougher, rougher sounds, which has been theorized to be used in locating large masses of krill. Wait, their songs are used to locate krill? That's what's been um, theorized. From what I could see, they, there's not an exact reason that is known for the change of pitch and everything. That's so that's, cool. That's the theory. Okay, so whales? Cute, right? And they, they are pretty cute. I actually like whale sharks, but they're not true whales, so I didn't touch Oh, them. I love whale sharks. Okay. I mean, whales are cute. They have tiny little beady eyes. Not as cute as mantis beady eyes, but you want to know which has big, round, cutie eyes that just look at you all cute and sweet? What is it, Janelle? It sounds like you're talking to one right now. <laughs> seals. They are shorter, fatter, and slower versions of sea lions, but I personally think they're cuter. I've seen so many videos of, like, seals, like, interacting with divers, and it's the cutest thing. Well, I would never want to interact with a leopard seal, because those things are terrifying um, and aggressive for the most part, but... I have seen a video of a leopard seal thinking that divers were another leopard seal and tried to bring them food, but they're pretty, they, they, I mean, they're killers, but I don't cover leopard seals. <laughs> uh, you don't? No, I don't. I just cover seals in general. Um, true seals live in the Arctic waters versus the warmer clients, climates that sea lions live in, and they are fatter to keep warm in these Arctic climates obviously and 50 percent of their body is fat ah uh, yes like me i know i was thinking that too i was like like me <laughs> in all in all manners except physical i am a seal arf. Arf, arf. i don't even know if they are arf i think Okay, anyways, um, they can swim up to 20 miles per hour. They're good at holding their breath, and so if a sea lion can do it for 20 minutes, the seal can do it for two hours. Jeez, do they, do they dive deeper than sea lions? Yeah, they dive up to 1,300 feet. Jeez, what do they so, have to go down there for? What are they food. going? Fish? Oh, just I mean, to compare, the sea lion dives up to 900 feet, and then the seal can dive up to 1,300 feet. They eat fish, they eat penguins, um, octopuses, and squids and stuff, but in order to hold their breath for as long as they can, that, that two hours, they set a record in the animal world for breath holding. They do this by slowing down their heartbeat to conserve oxygen. Uh, 50 to 80% slow down, in fact. For example, the elephant seal, which is the largest seal, will slow their heartbeats from 112 beats per minute to 20 to 50 beats per minute. So they cut their beats per minute over half. I wish I could do that so I could just chill out. Right? I mean, I bet they're really good at meditating. Um, they also have more blood in their bodies than most animals to help with oxygen. So since blood has all this oxygen, the more blood in their body, the longer they can hold their breath. The Weddell seal has three times more blood in their bodies than humans do. Wait, what? Yeah, they have three times more blood in their bodies than humans. I mean, is it because they're bigger or just because they uh, are chock full of blood? They're just full of blood. Like, they just have more blood than than other animals. So, it's, yeah, they just have a lot of blood. Jeez, that's, uh, that's really strange. Why do they have so much blood? To help them uh, hold their breath. The oxygen will you know, keep them under the water longer. And their natural predators in the water are orcas. So seals, right? You're thinking, oh, why don't you just go out of the water and then you'll be safe for orcas? No! Then they have to worry about polar bears. 
but <laughs> they go on land to mate and give birth. They have super, super, super cute babies. So cute. And they're puffy and white. Yes, they're called pups and they have fluffy they're coats. Snowballs. Yes, they have fluffy coats. And then when they're ready to go into the water, they shed their fluffy coat for a more slick water coat. Um, the funny thing about seals, so sea lions use their four flippers to walk on land, but seals have to undulate, which basically means they bounce around to get around on the land. <laughs> That's how I move too. <laughs> I also I, undulate. I've I seen seals like... move, but the word undulate is so hilarious because I, I know what it's, I mean, we've all seen those videos of like seals where like somebody will like press their nose and they're like no neck into their body and then they'll come back out and the person will press their nose again and they're like no neck into their body. Like how squishy just seals are. They're like little stress balls, but like you're just shaking. It's, I'm just, it makes me laugh. They're just, they're just so silly. When I heard Undulate, I had flashbacks to our D&T campaign where my fiancé is the DM. Oh, no. Why did he, he use that word a lot? He uses <laughs> that word a lot. For our lovely listeners, um, her fiancé is doing a body horror D&D campaign, and the word Undulate came up a lot in a boss fight, and it was uh, unpleasant, and I felt a little nauseous during that fight. And my character just stayed outside. <laughs> yeah, he's really good at creating horrifying situations, for sure. But it just gave me flashbacks. Like, I was like, do not think of seals, which are cute, as the spider monster that undulated in that TNT campaign. The only thing that needs to undulate near me is seals. Yay. And they need to undulate quickly towards me so I can give them pets on their slick heads. No, they're so cute. Um, they can eat up to 10 pounds of food a day, jealous, and their blubber will help them skip meals. And in fact, during mating season, they often stop eating altogether and they just live off their blubber and fat stores. I mean, same. <laughs> I wish I could skip a meal. I have to eat every day or I get cranky and sad. Yeah, I remember like when I first started to change my lifestyle like and to start eating healthier i was so pissy all the time <laughs> it's so hard dieting is sad i mean i if you view it less as dieting and more like changing your life it's a little easier dieting yeah. implies temporary that's that's very and true and then of course going back to this theme their threats their biggest threats are ocean pollution, oil spills, and they are commercially hunted in Canada for their fur, oil, and skin, especially babies. Ah, do not kill the babies. I will say that my next seaside friend is considerably furrier than many of the previous ones. Okay, go I mean, on. Sea otters, of course. The cute and playful weasels of the water. The ferrets of aqua. Um, aqua ferrets. Aqua ferrets. They are adorable. They spend so much time in the water, you know, aqua ferrets, that they are able to live their lives without stepping on land even once. What? Really? Yeah, like there are some um, sea otters that never actually go to go to the land. They just float there and they're cute. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really interesting, actually, because, you know, like, when you hear, when you talk about, like, sea otters, you you expect them to, like, because the, they're all furry and stuff, they don't necessarily look like a lot of the sea mammals that, like, spend time underwater a lot, or on water a lot, like whales or dolphins or seals. But seals tend to actually spend more time on land than sea otters do. Yeah. And that fur on these water weasels, is actually super, super thick. And it has to be, since they are often found in cold northern waters. And they don't have any blubber, just just a whole lot of fur. Like, heaps of fur. Just fuzzy brown babies. Nice. Okay. And I've actually seen that, like, most of the ones we've talked about, I think manatees were, like, the dumbest ones that were talked about in this episode. But 
a lot of sea mammals are really intelligent. Sea otters are, they're no exception. They use tools. They actually get little rocks and they use them to open muscles and clams. They keep them under their armpit, favorite that they like, and just keep them and hoard them. Armpit purse. Yeah, they have little pockets. Um, they can also flip over boulders when hunting and use their tiny little paws to catch food. They're actually the only marine mammal that uses like their little hands instead of their mouth to catch food. <gasps> oh, yeah. They're like water squirrels. Water squirrels. Water rats. I like sea squirrels rats. better. Listen, it's okay to be wrong. You know what? I take that back. I do like rats. Yes. And you talked about oil spills and pollution. Unfortunately, sea otters, they are no exception when it comes to um, human things like that hurting them. Oil spills are particularly nasty on sea otters. They They love to be clean, and they will clean themselves constantly and obsessively when they're not hunting or eating or when they're not doing something else. They will sit there and groom themselves, basically, obsessively. And if their fur is dirty, they it can't warm them up, and it gets them too cold, and they die of hyperthermia. <gasps> That's so sad. Yeah, so it, it's their substitution for, bla- for blubber, so they have to keep it clean, because it's so thick that if it's matted up, it just doesn't do its job. That makes me so sad. So that's why oil slicks are so dangerous for them, then? Yeah, and I mean, of course it's not great on any, but that's particularly terrible on the little little buddies. And now for a happier fact, a group of otters is called a raft. No way. Yep, and they kind of look like rafts because they're all like floating along next to each other. And you know what they do to stay together? They hold hands. Shut up, you're lying. No, they hold hands when they sleep so they don't get separated. Oh my god. And they float around like a little fuzzy boat and hold hands. I love it. Yeah, like otters, feel good episode. Feel good otters. My sources were Ocean Today, Live Science, The Smithsonian, Dolphins.org, Patty.com, The BBC, Zorosoro, Polar Trek, and Soft Schools. And my sources were Defenders.org, US.Wales.org, National Geographic, OneKindPlanet.org, and WorldWildlife.org. The, sh- uh, the podcast murder blows has been shouting us out a lot and that is my favorite podcast personally it's a podcast about murder i've put a plug for them in our episodes so you can listen to their commercials um i absolutely love them and they are shouting us out a lot which i super super duper appreciate i would like to shout out jordan foster of the cicada lounge He is a naturalist and a conservationalist, so his podcast um, brings on different people who do conservationist efforts, and he listens to our podcast. That is so cool. Wait, was he the one? I actually saw his tweet on our Twitter, or he, like, replied to it, and he, like, quote tweeted us. Is that the same guy? Yes. That's really sick. I actually got super excited about that when I saw his his reply because I was like, wow, he's actually involved with like wildlife stuff. And it, it was, I feel kind of embarrassed because we are so unscientific. But we have a Twitter. It is at Nature's Wild PC. And then we also have a Gmail, natureswildpodcast at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to us there. We want to know, um, you know, what, you, what you're thinking about our episodes. And if there's anything that you want to hear about, or maybe we got something wrong, like, we want to know. And yeah, like, I definitely agree that we definitely want to hear from people that have any suggestions for future episodes or any corrections. We are only two people, and we are, of course, human, and we're always open to suggestions. Well, my name is Zeke. And my name is Janelle. And you just got done listening to Nature is Wild. We appreciate you listening. Thank you. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Arf, arf.
Oh, God. <laughs>